It was all a dream. <laughs> I used to read Word Up magazine. That was pretty good. <laughs> the horrible. That's, a, that's, a, that's just my white guy impression of uh, trying to do uh, the one and only Notorious B.I.G. Uh, this week we're doing Ready to Die by the Notorious B.I.G. Hey everyone, welcome to the Essential Albums Podcast, where we discuss an album's place and culture and whether or not it's worth your time. Of course, we get into a lot more than just that. To join myself, Ryan, Gordon, and Anise, reliving some of these old classics and diving into our new favorite albums. So where does this one sit? Is it an old classic or a new favorite for you guys? It's definitely a classic it's, in history. Well, it's an, it's, I'm going to call it old. a classic. It's an old classic. Yeah. Okay, I guess. <laughs> even, <when> from when, <laughs> even from when I got into it, it's, it's old, I guess, at this point. <laughs> yeah, well, it's yeah. over 25 years old now. Well, I, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. It was a classic. He's in the Hall of Fame. He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> really? I didn't actually know he, that. Yeah, I think he just got inducted like gotta, this year or last year. They got to change the name of that. Rock and Roll. It's such a dated term. Definitely. What does that even refer to? Is is rock music even rock and roll these days? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What is rock now? Who's who's like say a rocker? A rock Notorious band. Notorious like, B.I.G. I guess. Yeah, rock he's, he's a rocker. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So um, that was my uh, my. Notorious, my Biggie Smalls impression off the top there. Did some work. It was yeah. it was spot on. It wasn't I, bad. I think I think I'm like half his body weight. You're no, and, you're no, uh, you're no Gorilla Black. But. No, yeah. Oh my God! If I, if people heard me listening to this album, I would be canceled right away. I'm well, I don't just, know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just rapping as loud as I can, okay, not censoring myself. I guess I guess yeah. This, that's a good segue. We can I, get into it. Why I, this was a this was a Ryan pick. How, I, why was why did you pick this one? This is Smalls our first hit, like, our first rap album. He's probably my favorite rapper. I think so. Yeah, he's got this. Um, he's got this like phrasing and playing with time that I didn't really hear in, in much rap until I heard uh, "Ready to Die." Thanks to you, Gordon. So I introduced you to "Ready yeah, to Die" for sure, <laughs> no, man. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. It's when you. It's, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, remember when you, when we were uh, living at the house and uh, yeah, we were just hanging out. And you put on that that old school Stickman YouTube video, "Give Me the Loot." I forgot about that. <laughs> that's, that's my first. Like, yeah, I guess that it's not a single. That's the, that's. Oh I don't even know what video that is. It's probably, before it's just, it's it was on the YouTube. YouTube. It's the YouTube. Like, yeah, it's not a single, so there's no video for this song. <laughs> All right. There is now. That's hilarious. So wait, that was 2010. So you didn't know about Notorious Vig until that's before then. 2010, wasn't it? Oh, well, was it like, was well, like that 2009. Would have been 09 for sure. Was it? I thought yeah. it was before. Well, yeah, we lived 09 or 08. The first four months of 09, we lived here. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, so how did you? What was your impression of him? Was it more like? What was, was the first song? Give me the loot. Give me the loot. Give me the yeah. loot. Oh man, it was a sweet. So you never heard hypnotize or anything else? <laughs> well, I heard. That? I heard like juicy. I heard like hypnotize and stuff on the radio, or just like you know, high school dances or whatever. <laughs> um, but emo problems. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> much music and stuff. But that song, man, like he's playing two different characters and he's got this whole elaborate story. He paints all these pictures, all these scenes. And and at the whole same time, it's very musical with with this, sort of this tension and release in his rhymes that you don't get from a lot of rappers. A lot of rappers are lazy. We were just talking about I won't name names, but uh, a, a, a younger rapper and at, a, a little baby, if you will. Okay, sure, fine. <laughs> <laughs> at, at, he ended the phrase on the same beat every bar, and it's just like, man, like that's where rap kind of started, like. We're post Biggie Smalls. Don't well, you get well, it? Well, the context for the conversation is how we don't understand young people music these days. Yeah, right. <laughs> you don't. I get it all. No, no. <laughs> not that we don't, but 
we won't have connections and we don't right. fully understand. Kind of like our parents probably didn't understand this or even we didn't understand it when we first heard True. It. That's true. Yeah. It's true. I mean, I, I totally agree with um, just kind of go with what you're saying. And he's like, I, I, this feels like, um, like with what Ryan's saying, sorry, it, this album feel like when he's rapping, especially even in that song, as violent and as crazy as it is, you still know the so story. Violent. Like my mom could probably listen to it. She would be like appalled, but she would understand everything that he's saying. Like, yeah, this is what he's saying. You can follow the. You story. can follow it. It's not like he's not getting too crazy with it. Maybe it's just because it was like early '90s, but like now it's like you hear rap music and everything's like inside code. Like I have to go to like genius to like figure out Drake lyrics. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh my god, he's been feuding with Kanye for over a year. Like I didn't, <laughs> you didn't I even know. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's very descriptive. It's a, it, like stories are universal. So even though I'm not from the hood, like. I could listen to the song and be like, oh shit, I can kind of get where you're coming from. You the it. whole album's a huge you story. Yeah, with them, you get it. It's a story. Yeah. Whole life. <laughs> you pretty much, yeah. Well, up until that I want to know how much is real and how much is uh, embellishment for the storyline. I, I find it's better not to know when you're talking about. Maybe Me not. Too. Yeah, maybe, maybe we should, maybe we should keep yeah. the mystery. Took the secrets to the grave, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, it's, it's funny. I was bringing yeah. up with Ryan because he didn't get it. I, I got in. I got into this album specifically. Probably I didn't own it. Like I knew who Notorious B.I.G. was, obviously, like hypnotized. I think Big Big Papa was my first introduction oh, yeah. to anything from this album. And at the time, it's like, hey, it's another fat guy singing a song about being fat. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I didn't really listen to. The, I didn't buy the album up until the remaster version came out in yeah. 2005. That's when and, I bought it too. Yeah, but for me, it was more. I, I, I was introduced to songs like Gimme the Loot and Warning and some of the other tracks from a friend named Randy. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> he had it was a, you and Randy. I he had a beat-up old Mazda 3 that he would oh, drive yeah. us all in in high school, and he had a tape. One side of the tape was Notorious B.I.G., and the Missions, other t- side of the tape was Shine. <laughs> right and on. I just remember Bad Boy for Life. blasting Gimme the Loot. I thought the speakers were crackling because of his shitty Mazda 3. No, no. your speakers will crack your speakers will crackle no matter what you're listening to Gimme yeah. the Loot on. Yeah, yeah. That, I, I, I put headphones that on, man. Is ferocious. Well, right at the beginning, it's in like the record, record crackling on that song, if I remember correctly. It starts kind of like, like that, right off there's the top a lot of the crackle. Of, a lot of the tracks I think are either are sampled like that, so you get the record sound, but that Gimme the Loot. In particular, yeah, I was just listening on my like, Bluetooth headphones, pretty new headphones, and yeah, the kick drums like distorting, like yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's on purpose. Like when I'm recording, I try to avoid that. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of maybe maybe it's cool now. Well, it was cool. Is that just because of the quality of the sample? Mm, they over. Uh, it's, it's obviously on done. In, I think it's done intentionally. Cause it's no other song is yeah. like that. They just they just pushed it till it's clipping, and you see yeah. like red. You're like okay, maybe, that's good. I should have tried playing it on my big system. I wonder if that would have crackled. Probably. I think the crowd, yeah, right. yeah. Probably. I think it's in the track. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Gordon? Uh, what led you to introduce Ryan to Notorious P.I.G.? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, it was probably... What were we doing? <laughs> or just in general, like when did you start listening to B.I.G.? Yeah, when I first got into Biggie, um, I think it was probably, I mean, definitely when I heard Gimme the Loot. Like, I heard Juicy before, and Juicy was like a, a weird song. You're like, wow, this is another great story, rags to riches. Right, yeah. And it's a single. It's it's a pretty much a PG-13. Super Nintendo PG, Second <laughs> Yeah, it's like a PG version yeah. of, like, Gimme the Loot, like a rags to riches or, like, yeah. I mean, it's not like, Gimme the Loot's more a day in the life, but. Hey, just, um, do you think he got a check for dropping Nintendo and Sega? No. No, no, no probably uh, not. Back probably then, not. I mean, he probably had, probably like, not. gotten sued or something. Probably just tried to sue. <laughs> and plus, they're mortal enemies. You can't drop both in the same song. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but those that rhyme is so sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, I, I knew his, his talent then. And then I think, I can't remember the first time I heard Give Me the Loot. It might have been at your place in East. I don't even remember. But I remember hearing that and I was like, wait, is that two guys? I'm like, no, that can't be. And then you like look into it. You're like, no, it's just him doing it. Like, yeah. Was that, I didn't look into it, it, but was that the first, I could be completely wrong, but uh, was that the first time a rapper did that where they rapped as two different characters in a song? I feel like it's. No. Probably. I think it? I think somebody probably could have pulled that off earlier. Yeah. But Slick Rick did Slick Rick do that? Slick Rick seems like the kind he's of he's a good storyteller, like but that. I don't know if he did the multi because he's a storyteller too, right? Uh, maybe so. something we should have researched, but or I yeah. should have researched. I, I think I think I've probably heard little like bits where rappers will play a different character for a moment, but I don't know about a whole track like that. How about a whole album? Tyler the Creator. Oh yeah, well that's yeah. <laughs> so um. So yeah, also when I, when I think of this album, I think of it, not to compare it to like, well, I'm going to do it anyway, but um, <laughs> it, I, it's very thematic. So I can, I see it like as in the same vein as almost like, like Goodfellas, where it's like Goodfellas is like, it's glamorizing the gangster violence, but at the same time it shows the brutality of it. Like there's always like yeah, the juxtaposition, like true. there's like, um, like a, like a, like a sexiness to some of the tracks and you hear, like you think about what he's saying or what he's putting some women through and you're like, oh my God, this guy's like. The worst like yeah it's it, he's always got that balance that's the, there and it works to, it just makes it so much stronger like yeah he, it makes it more real. He reinforces his points i guess like a great example of that uh me and my bitch is probably <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> the only love song on the album yeah. <laughs> but yeah you, i know i wrote that... love ballad but it's a behind it. <laughs> ballad <laughs> yeah it's get, it gets it's it's tragic though at the end it's tragic so you get the you know it's not all glamour and glory being you know a gangster yeah Oh, sorry. Did we ask any? How did you get into Biggie? Or yeah, what, I was what saying, was, your first I, I did, was Big Papa was probably the first yeah. song that I heard from this album. But it was more Biggie seemed like it all came when he, like, when Hypnotizer was released and he died, and there was Tupac and Biggie feud. It seemed like all that happened at the same time. Yeah, so it, like well, it was for all us, happening, yeah. and like Puff Daddy and the family and Mace, and it was just all, all. It seemed like everything was all happening out like ninety. Seven. Seven. Yeah. yeah. But I, I pro I'd heard like Juicy and Big Papa before that, but in Canada at least, much music didn't really play a lot of I think uh, it was more when BET came to Canada we started seeing these huh. juicy videos and at least from from my memory. Yeah, right. I, my memory of the radio in Canada at least was just the alternative stuff in the early nineties. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't listening to Energy one oh eight, so I don't really know. But uh <laughs> Hypnotize though, I remember seeing that on but that, music, that came out sure. after he was he was dead oh, right? right or they just shot that video or finished shooting that video and then he something then like he died. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he was it was he released died after he, he died, died in no, march, he's born in march or he died in april i can't yeah we could look that up but um like yeah to take a step back from outside of this album when i got into this album when yeah, i first march, heard of him march 9th 97 okay I so right. I, I i remember hearing i'll be missing you i'm like this song is just like a classic <laughs> like why is it's everybody knows that song and then you're like, why you see at the end, like RIP Christopher Wallace and stuff like that. And then you see more money, more problems, how that video looks where it's like just old footage cut together. You're like, okay, yeah. what happened? And then that's how I, you start going back. And then it's like, oh, there's this whole Tupac battle. And I think I found out about like, learn more about Tupac getting shot, like from like unsolved mysteries. Like there's yeah. an episode <laughs> on him in that. Yeah. So like that, that was my exposure to rap yeah, music it, when I was nine to 11 years yeah, old. Same. Yeah. I, I was saying to Ryan too earlier how it's funny because I like, his songs, but I never really, like I said, I didn't own Ready to Die until 2005, whereas I did have, I, I was getting my parents to buy me CDs before that, and one of the reasons I probably never had this, or never really 
dove into this was because of the language on the album. How yeah, like violent and dark and just my parents would not allow me to listen to that. And when you're a kid back then, you didn't really have headphones on. You're just listening everything on the family speaker or in the car. So they wouldn't have been having that at all. No, yeah. I <laughs> mean, my parents did buy me Fuji's at Christmas So, so for for me, this like. <laughs> Hip hop in general, like my whole introduction, which Biggie was like a big part of that, was more when I started driving. Yeah. So when I was driving regularly, I could play it in the car, and then at that point, you had iPods, so you can put on your iPod. And you should have been more and... rebellious. Just like put on, Fuck right you, on. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> this is real music. I'm putting on Biggie. <laughs> it's funny because they it's turned, a hell of they, a dial, my, though. My, it's, it, nowadays, I'd probably be. My parents in their old age, I got to give it to them. They they like they they like rap now. I say they like Drake and my mom's a, what about Biggie? I I, I don't know if I'm like Biggie particularly. It's but. weird about like it seems has has rap music become more oh, PG oh, over the over or no, not? What did you say? It's just mainstream, but it hasn't it hasn't has softened. Rap what? Well, has, you, has it become more PG? Well, oh. the violence that he's rapping about, you still you can still find stuff like this if you listen to like the Griselda yeah. stuff. I mean, like the most popular stuff. No, you don't really. You're not get gonna find this in Drake. No, you're not going to hear no. Drake's not going to rap. Drake's not going to be rapping like this, or <laughs> no. even Kendrick. A lot of the popular artists like Kendrick and and J Cole, they try to have like a more positive message for the most part. Right. Yeah. They seem to also deep dive into like mental issues, like mental yeah. health issues, as opposed to like this is that would be taboo in yeah, in '93 or '94. Like, not like this album. Always got like the a, suicide talk. Yeah, that's yeah, a, but that's. Uh, it was the 90s. He had to have the suicide song. Right, right, Early yeah. 90s. You needed to sing yep. about suicide. <laughs> Run, Jared. This, this came out after Depressing. Kurt Cobain, right? How did they throw that track right in? Well, yeah. the whole concept of the album is yeah. like life to death. but Yeah, ready to die. Ready to die. So maybe, like I don't want to be cynical and talk about marketing here, but I th- I get the sense that some of this works with works to, to mm, what's the right word I'm looking for? It feeds off the rebellious nature of kids. Like, I, a friend of mine was tell, uh, telling me a story yesterday. Like, oh, I remember the first CD I got that had swearing on it. I was like showing all my friends. It was like Slim Shady or something. I'm uh, showing all my friends like what? Oh, check out how many times he swears in this song. So kids can, kids can be like, oh yeah, this is cool, and maybe buy the album as out of a rebellious. Yeah, I think it's sort of the same idea. That probably the same thing happened with Eminem, where he was. Yeah. People were kind of gravitating towards him because he was wearing and singing about violent things and yeah. shocking, which I, I don't know. Biggie was doing it. There's probably an element to that people liking it, but obviously the skills there, Eminem as well, but the yeah. skills there for Biggie and Biggie's uh, or that's this what al- ca- keeps you around. Yeah. <laughs> Ready to Die does really not seem like an album for kids though. No, like, that, I that, can't that's, imagine probably, what... that's probably why when we were nine years old, we weren't listening to it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like go. my we cousin we talked older. about it, but she's five years older than me. Yeah. yeah. So that was like my only window to that. That makes sense. Like all my friends, all their older siblings, they were into rock music, and that was what was most popular at the time. Yeah, right. So, I mean, and then when we did become of age, no, sorry to cut you off, Gordon. But oh, when no. we did become of age, this sort of hip hop that he's doing on this album specifically was sort of even Biggie. His next album was more like what Gordon was mentioning before the show. It became more Bad Boy. Yeah. For his sort of that whole Puff Daddy production going on. Mm-hmm. Whereas this album is way more raw. It's just him on it, except for two tracks. You have Method Man on there, and you have Diana King on there. But yeah. when you look at Life After Death, it's Jay-Z, The Locks, Lil' Kim, R. Kelly. Everybody. More emphasis on, on the production. More money behind it. Yeah, no. you have different kinds of songs. Money. Songs trying to appeal to like a more broad audience, where this is more just straight-up hip-hop. It's just one guy, a beat, yeah. 
going after telling it. the story trying to be like yeah well, re- this as is real like, as possible so the reason behind that is because of um with with uh puff daddy being the producer he was at uptown and then he got fired halfway through recording this album so he had to take like whatever he could and then bring it to his new label he was starting out bad boy so this is the first album that was launched under bad boy so yep. it's like the flagship oh, yeah. album too mm-hmm. so there's a lot riding on this album hmm so and the the production on it is like it's pretty simple. There isn't there isn't too many layers of stuff going on. There's it's that ju- boom bap, just the beat, beat, just yeah. the beat easy mo B. I mean, there's a lot of samples too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did have legal issues with samples and stuff like that. I was gonna, afterwards. I was wondering, like, even the intro track has got like rappers delayed, and I think <laughs> it's got like three Snoop separate tracks on it. Like, yeah. How did they pay for that? <laughs> and they didn't. Pretty sure they didn't. Well, after the fact, I'm sure they probably had to sell yeah, something. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Once the album blows up. Maybe that's the way it should work. Is You can use whatever sample you want, but if your album blows up, you owe, you owe some cash. I don't know. I think it's at the point now. Just use whatever fucking sample you want. Like, I don't understand why. But that's why. the opposite of way like, things if you're, are. Like, I, I understand, but, like, I don't know. It, I agree. It, it, it kind of, like, stops art because some of the best art is just remix of, remixes of old art. It happens in everything. Exactly. And so why in music it's become so... In, I don't know if you guys follow a lot of the legal shit going on. They're they're like trademarking crazy stuff. Yeah. Like I follow this one guy on YouTube and he kind of breaks he was breaking down the legal for when uh, Katy Perry got sued and it's crazy. She it was for phrasing in the way the what? in the notes. Yeah, it's that not even That seems way so too then, specific. So, yeah. so, so there's the lines like, that changed everything then? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So this is it's like open season now yeah, on artists. Pretty much. Fucked up. Yep. <laughs> Because they said then they're like, this is you know what you're doing. This is so wrong. And then everybody said it at the time, and now wow, I didn't know it was like. Yeah, which is crazy because you got to think every time you hear a hip hop song when there's like a a a big sample in it, they're probably only getting a a fraction of the full whatever royalties are coming from it. It all depends on what kind of licensing deal they. Yeah, it all depends on the deal. But I remember uh, Joe uh, Joe Budden was saying on his podcast that for his biggest song, pump um, pump it up. He only gets like half the money. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, half the money of a lot of money, still a lot of well, money. Well, half goes. Well, not he gets <laughs> half the money. He's saying half the money goes to the sample, and then the other half is what's broken down for everyone else. Yeah, which is crazy. Well, that's how those court battles go usually. Um, if if say you say you're like a guitar player who got kicked out of a band or whatever, but the song that yeah. starts off with your guitar lick is like the big hit. You could argue, well, my first like ten seconds of that song, yeah. I, I was me. So you have to kind of prove in a court that it was your contribution that led to the success of the yeah. song. Well, that's like an impossible thing to what, actually. What prove. songs had legal issues? Um, I think "Give Me the Loot" was one of them. There's three of them that actually "Give Me the Loot." Yeah, there's. Where did I read it? There's three of them that pretty much had. They were slightly altered. The samples were removed upon re-releases of the album, oh, okay. like after a certain really? amount of prints. Yeah. So okay, so the, so they just the version we're samples. listening to is, is missing pieces. Well, maybe from like the original, like, yeah, and a small sample, or maybe it was just replaced by or another sample. Or maybe they say somewhere. it was removed. <laughs> or yeah, maybe because <laughs> the there's also like after the fact that like they um, like Bad Boy didn't apparently use like the correct defense for what was happening. Oh, so okay. um, in sub like subsequent lawsuits, they're pretty much like. They'll file counter lawsuits, or they'll like, um, they'll they'll talk about how they use the fair use, like yeah. how they're 
changing the beat and doing that stuff. Apparently, they didn't present any kind of defense like that, so they just settled just to get rid of just it. Just to get it off. And yeah. then that's how it went. But I think now, yeah, it's it would be challenged differently. I think he would have just been avoided. Like, the intro track sets a scene by t playing mu clips of music oh, yeah. throughout his life. You couldn't even do that. They would, like, in a studio today, be like, that intro track costs way too oh, much. Oh, I remember there was an interview. I forget who they're talking about, but they're talking about Paul's Boutique, and they're like, that album could never happen today. Yeah. That album is just all samples, like yeah. samples on top of samples. And that's why we or need even, this. Or even, like, we talked about Beck earlier, his samples yeah. upon samples. How it's does, how do they, it's... Pretty much anything the Dust Brothers touch. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is that people don't understand is that all of culture is sampling other things. Yeah. Like everything you make. Everything's a remix. Everything's a remix. Everything's influenced by other things. So you're supposed to argue in court what to what degree it's influenced and to what degree it's like copycat. That's such a great Well, even area. like just going back to that Blurred Lines example, it's like when you hear the song that it's sampled from, like the Marvin Gaye song versus yeah. it sounds like they're using the same instrument, but it's not like no. the same like it's rhythm not, or anything, that's not, right? That's not the reason it was huge. Yeah, like so, I don't, I don't know how it, they it doesn't won sound that. it doesn't sound the same, and it's like I don't think of it. Like there's a song I'll, I'll on, show on this you a album. I'll show you a video after. Yeah, breaks it all down. There's 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 a song <laughs> in here that I think sounds similar, but I'm like I don't think there's any way that you could like well, that's like sound similar to a Kanye West song, but I'm like I don't think you could ever like be like that sounds too close. I want money for that. It's it's, it's I've invented dumb. that sound forever. Yeah, you know I like I like uh, Elon Musk's approach to this sort of thing because all of his companies a lot of the time they'll just like put their patents out like make them free so anybody can use them. His approach is, you know, you can't you can't like go chasing these copyrights and intellectual properties. You just got to make stuff faster than people can copy you. So the analogy with songs would be like, you copying my songs, whatever. I got a whole bunch of new ones coming, so it doesn't matter. Like you just got to produce and innovate faster than people can copy you and then people are always playing catch-up yep. so i think i think an approach like that would go a long way for music and then well that's could... what the best artists usually do yeah they create but that's the whole idea is they create the they create the sound and people imitate it yeah like yeah like um presidential candidate kanye west whenever he would release <laughs> <laughs> whenever he'd release an album everything after which is copycats he created he pretty much created like Modern hip hop to an extent, I guess. Uh, yeah, well, it definitely changed it. Yep, and this is what this album did. That well, this, the weird thing with this album is his future stuff with the with Bad Boy seemed like what became more of what the influence became. Like hmm. this, this more boom bap stuff was more was already going on. Like Nas and Wu Tang, they were already kind of I doing so this stuff true. in the nineties. He was just a really good lyricist over really good. I, if he was great at choosing beats because all these beats are fire. Like there's no real bad song on here in my like there's no real bad there's nothing yeah. i'd cut yeah yeah, yeah. so it's, and it's a long album and he just goes in and demolishes all like every single song yeah non-stop awesome rhymes yeah oh. and and i think like when you look at an album out like life after death came out after this it's it's you had songs like i was saying earlier that seemed like they're more directed to a general audience you had more kind of slower jams or maybe biggie wanted to do it but the way he attacked these beats was completely different than yeah, you saw it again on certain songs like Flavin' Year remix and stuff mm -hmm. like that. You hear him attack the beat in the same way, but but uh, you could just tell this was he was it, a lot younger, a lot raw. He wanted to get this stuff out. He's yeah. talking about his life. You know that he's determination. Probably, he's had these raps probably in his head for mm. who knows how long at this point.
Yeah. I'm, I'm sure in the movie, I, I never watched it, but I'm sure there's scenes of him writing down lyrics. <laughs> well, the crazy, the crazy thing about his writing style is, like, I think those earlier songs were the songs maybe that were written at Uptown. Give Me the Loot is one of them. Yeah. And so um, since there was, a, like, a layover, he pretty much went to North Carolina. Um, I guess he, Puffy came down and grabbed him and was like, let's go finish the album. And he's like, I don't know, I want to say. He's like, we got to go. And then I guess shortly after the cops like busted in the door and there was like a raid on the place that he was at. So he got out just in like oh, the nick of time. But then, um, yeah, so then they go in and that's when you come up with like Juicy. You come up with like there, his, his stuff with more of a, like the flow is like, it's more mm. relaxed. He's yeah. in his element. Yeah. Yeah, he's really aggressive on this. Like he owns every moment. And I'm trying not... to think of, I was trying to think because, you know, Biggie's like a, you know, pretty much influenced everything after it. You yeah. can say, right? Most people. Except for a lot of these new rappers, they say they don't know who Biggie and Tupac is, which well, is that very would, strange. Well, that would explain why they're ending but, the phrase on before every but time. Any, but anyways, uh, I forget where I was going with that. Big influence. I don't know. Oh, yeah, big influence. But but uh, when you see like other artists who would I compare to Biggie that came out after, you have guys who kind of did an imitation like Gorilla Black, who kind of hmm. was just trying to imitate his voice and his right. cadence. But the only person I could think of was Shine, who was who Puff Daddy found after Biggie and was trying to like replace him with him, but then he ended up going to jail, blah blah blah. Yeah. He's <laughs> whatever. The only other rapper that kind of marketed this more to a general audience was fifty cent. Yeah. That hmm. that rawness. That... Just how he's like rapping all violent. Well he and... came in so violently shot yes, nine times. Got shot like nine that's times. your what you're coming yeah. in with. <laughs> and he was an East Coast guy working with like Dre, so he's East Coast working with the West. Brought a whole I think you say the game. The game well the game. But that was kind of buoyed by um fifty cents popularity as well. Yeah, yeah. That well that whole G unit like I know that he's whole West G unit aesthetic was kind of playing off of Biggie's aesthetic. Yeah. Well, okay, so I don't know fifty cents rhymes well enough. I'm just trying to my memory of his rhymes are like lazier and well, he's a lot more relaxed, less defined. He's, he's like, very relaxed in his rapping, yeah. but his, a lot of it, that early stuff and still now. The first album's really, pretty solid. His first album's really solid. He's had good songs since then. He still has songs that are good today, like that one with Kendrick. I think. Yeah, I'm not Ray. saying they're not they're not good songs, but I mean, where's where? I did... mean, just like the violence and oh, rapping okay. about like high-end clothing like other that, artists yeah, yeah, jay-z yeah. did it jay-z's not as violent in his raps like he's not no, rapping yeah. about murdering I mean, people like, the brutality <laughs> like, eminem was another person but that was much more like that was a trailer guy, park yeah it wasn't a thug violence <laughs> yeah but yeah no, it's, it's just weird for like a big of an artist as he is i'm saying like you don't his influence a lot of artists say their influence on him but where is where is the where is it? yeah i think one thing just to add on top of that when you're listening to this album or you're listening well especially this album but you're listening to any song that he he's doing he's bringing you can tell he's really turning a corner with like with rap as a whole with his style and everything like he's not personally but he's doing it with rap mm -hmm. in the sense that before you can hear like that old school like ll cool j kind of rapping like from the 80s and stuff but yeah. in it you hear the flows that's going to come for like the future like you know this is mm -hmm. what jay-z sounds like this mm -hmm. is what like the, the rest of the 90s is going to sound like basically Mace. when other when i hear other rappers i'm like oh cool they pushed over the bar line and they they did something a little bit unusual rhythmically but on this album it's constant 
the whole album. He's yeah. constantly playing around. He's so playful, so creative with it. He never... I know every line is like a classic line, and like this album has been quoted by so many other rappers and raps. It's nuts. Like, yeah, every song there's at least like one or two lines that have been quoted. For sure. Like, Who the hell is this paging me? Uh, <laughs> I quote it like every week. Yeah, it's just Kanye nuts. took that. Who the hell is this emailing me? <laughs> 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 just updates it. Yeah. But Kanye, Kanye does that too. It's funny when you hear these old kind of classic albums, yeah. especially with like Slick Rick. Like you hear these old albums and you're like, oh, okay, that's where like these guys are getting it from. Like I don't know the newer, yeah. newer rap. My my new in the, the my, newer. Yeah, thing. like Jay Z's kind of like the newest thing I listen to. Like I don't yeah. even. I'm not I'm barely into Drake. I guess I, I do listen to Drake, but I guess a lot of these guys. I, I know Jay Z and 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 B I G both would always have. Uh, um, Big Daddy Kane as a big influence, hmm. who is very much like this. He wasn't as like violent in his raps as Biggie. Yeah, but that was more of like the the New York street coming out. I guess at the time, I'm trying to think who from New York. See, I'm not I'm not as well versed in hip hop before the '90s, but there wasn't. I can't much. think of, and there wasn't much. But <laughs> well, I'm trying to think of like what who else was rapping this violently. Like, violently. Like just, the, well, going from the 80s the and west, the 90s. You, you get, get it in the West. You get, yeah, you get the West Coast, yeah. the gangster I guess rap. this is the East, like, response at so the So this time. is basically, yeah, with this album, and then you got 36 Chambers that came out a few months before, and then yeah. you got Illmatic, Nas's album that came out, I think, yeah. less than a month after, a month after. So that pretty much put New York back on yeah. the map. Like, what was at New York at the time? Like, um, what's his name? Like, um, Q-Tip, like, Tribe Called Quest, yeah. I guess. Were they, like, the most New York... Yeah, I guess so. In the early 90s, he said New York rap. See, I'm he not, thought of them. I'm not well-versed enough. I don't know. Neither am I, but like, I'm just trying to think of like the rappers I know like, <clears throat> yeah. around that time that are like yeah. noteworthy. I'm Beastie Boys, I guess. So, like, well, yeah, Beastie Boys were New York. Yeah. But, uh, or LL Cool, like LL Cool, LL cool J, yeah. You know, when I think about it, Kanye West actually does do a lot of that playing playfulness. I don't know if that came more from Nos or uh, Big Smalls, but I don't know. Well, probably the same... Kanye's kind of like the Quentin Tarantino of like rap though. Like he's making it and then the raps he puts in is like influenced by like the greatest rappers of yeah. all time. So he's got like And there's yeah. He, he's like the Quentin know, Tarantino of music. Some of that too many, like, especially his early and albums. So, and like <clears throat> he did use Ghost Rider, so he does have like not to take anything away from Kanye, he's working with Rhyme Fest and Sci High the Prince and other people to work on these. He didn't actually write his words? Well, I think a lot of it is him, though. Like, when you hear how he works, it seems like it is him. <laughs> but Yeah, I could see but, that. Uh, but, yeah, no, but obviously not someone like Biggie, where all this came from his top of his head. Yeah. It's just nuts. And to think, like, he was so young. Like, when you listen to this album, like, like a song like Give Me the Loot or even Ready to Die, like someone who's 22 years old rapping I'm Ready to Die, and then you're hearing about his life on Everyday Struggle, and he's just explaining just so much violence and so much... I like, know. And you're like, oh my God, he's, he's rapping like, about being a father, change. he's rapping about like going to jail, like losing friends, and he's like 22 years old. It's, you know, for for a Canadian, like I'm not, I'm not like a, I'm Turkish-Canadian, but... It's not a life that I know. No, it's <laughs> well, very it's crazy. Up here. It is. <laughs> like, think of it. He's recording this album from like what twenty to twenty-one years old. Album comes out. He turns. He he just turned twenty-two when the album comes out, or I guess it come it came out in the fall or into summer. And then, um, and then he's like dead by twenty-four. He's not even twenty-five years old when he's dead. Like when he's like, how much of a roller coaster is that? He's married. He's estranged. He's got two kids by the time he passes away, and like ah, that's just insane. insanity now. And like just like, just thinking about it without having a rap career is kind of crazy on its own like how going through like two or a marriage and like all this other stuff but like you throw everything else on top of it we're not even talking west coast east coast yeah yeah i i want to believe well i don't want to believe but i i 
I get the feeling, oh, a lot of this is just hype, like the violence in it. But you get the sense listening to Ready to, Ready to Die, like things are kind of on edge. Like you're well, having a good it, time. And well, there the was whole, a beef going this on. Confidence, at, but well, there was a beef going on at the time with like the whole East Coast West Coast with yeah. Tupac, and even when they added the song "Who Shot Ya," yeah, was after Tupac was shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you know it's <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely beefy. Yeah, you're beefing, <laughs> and like there's actual people getting shot at, and eventually both those guys were killed. So, very what they sing were singing about was very much real, and was very much why people gravitate towards it because it is real. Like mm-hmm. when someone raps it, like again, like I was saying, Shine, he was like the closest thing I think that came out like immediately after. And he ended up going to jail too for violence. Yeah. So like when he's right, like with when Puff he's, Daddy though, with Puff Daddy, yeah, yeah that J Lo, yeah. <laughs> the club, <laughs> the club shooting. He went to jail for that. But uh, uh, but yeah, it's it's just like when when you hear other rappers when they're rapping about like being violent or like you know selling drugs and stuff like that. It's you don't you know they probably haven't done it in years or who knows if they even did it nowadays. When you hear some of these, and like push a T, yeah. like. I, I don't know that he didn't or something. Well, I don't know because they they're like the huge coke dealers, right? But but anyways, but when you're hearing about him rapping about it, it sounds very real. And then you these guys are getting shot, are getting killed. It's just like yeah. nuts that it's. That's why I think historically it's 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 a lesson in hip hop too. Like don't you know like use it as a way to get out of it. Don't use it. Don't keep the cycle going once you're successful. Right. Well, the thing is, is... and you see you see rappers dying today. Like yeah. Like Nipsey Hussle died, Pop Smoke died, Juice World died. Like, it's crazy. Like, yeah. it's still going. Like these, it's still, it's nuts. Like I heard on a podcast somewhere, just kind of add on top of that. Um, if you look at, you can just see how people grow and change. So I mean, I keep saying Jay Z, but you look at Jay Z when he was young and he like, in this world, like he, he has all these chains and all this stuff, and then you see him now, and he's like just super casual, just wears black T-shirts, but he's worth like. A billion dollars so it's like yeah. people they get the perspective they understand like or how even, to take a step back even mature, Kanye, I guess. even Kanye mm. like the way he would dress and the stuff he designed when he was younger was like a lot more flamboyant a lot more everything now he, all of his clothing all of his shoes comfort it's all yeah. about comfort that's all he cares about bland colors and comfort I wonder what Biggie Smalls would be like today had he been given the chance to uh I've moved past that or grow past the uh, crazy gangster violence. Is there is there one thing that you die? wish if he was still alive today that you could see him do or that you wish could have seen play out? Well, I'll just you two just, his, just seeing how his rhymes evolve <laughs> over time. That's that was the most interesting thing. I mean, he that's what do you he's just want to keep re- releasing rap music? At- Basically, what stories would he be telling? Because he would probably still be narrative. That seems to be very yeah. much part of his thing. So. What stories would he be telling now? Because you can't keep, he couldn't keep well, rapping that, about the same. When you see someone like Jay Z, like they, now they use the raps, it's like more conscious rap. I wonder if he would have gone that direction possibly, Maybe. but who yeah. knows? Like, we don't know. He was yeah. 25 when he died, you said? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we don't know. He was a 25 year old. He still hadn't developed into who he was going to become. Even though in songs like Juicy, it <laughs> makes it seem like. All of it's in the past now, and I made it past it all. And but but he's not. only he's only twenty. I mean, in the moment, in the moment, he did, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, but then you have a re- then you record who shot you. But <laughs> you keep it going because people. I don't know, would you, for, violence for, sells. Would you like to see him become an actor? Or something? No, no. For me, I, for me, what I would want to hear him do is work with some of the producers that we saw come That's out in the late seventies and early two thousand. Yeah. I, I would like loved... to hear him like, because you know, 
this one of my standout tracks on this for me is unbelievable and he's working with dj premier on that and i'm like it's such a great song and he worked on and worked on another song with him like songs with him on the next album i would like to hear him work with kanye west i want to hear him work with yeah. like swiss beats just i want to hear him work with dr dre with dr dre, dre yeah because if that, that beef would have been squashed you hear dre get Imagine, the west like, coast the guys comes out, it's on chronic yeah I, or not chronic 2001 and there's like a, it's like Biggie with a, a Dre beat. Mm, yeah. Oh my God! Because like, like that would yeah. all those, all those producers like came out right at, like right after he died. It would have been yeah because he was was right there because it's it, part of part of his death and Tupac's death. Unfortunately, is what helped popularize hip hop in a way because it brought in, in, in like that people, story. Yeah. That story. People it. were paying attention. People and then all of a sudden people started listening to music. Realized that these people mm. that these guys were skilled artists that were doing something original and something new and something different. And they were rapping about the struggle and bringing awareness to what was going on in their life. And, and even with the success that they had, they still died. Yeah. And it influenced probably a lot of kids who are growing up living like this and they're, and hopefully they would learn like, Hey, we got to get out of here and not continue this. It's it's also a bit of a snapshot in in history because I'm pretty sure in the early nineties, crime wasn't so good in New York city, like at least in the eighties, I think it was on its yeah. way down at that point, but still not nearly well, as. It's always it's always gone down since I guess the nineties. Well, think because yeah. him. But there was a spot. There was an uptick in like the eighties and nineties. Because think both both are going back down. Big and and Jay Z are they both from Bed Stuy? Yeah, so they yeah. actually all went to the same high school right around the same time. Oh, him, uh, Busta Rhymes and DMX were just... like they're all like sixty nine to really? seventy two. And yeah, they all went. They're all in the same high school at like the same time. I'm just imagining DMX at the. Uh, Come on! The, no, I'm imagining at the, at the Christmas. At the Christmas dog, concert. Rudolph the red nose. Right. Anyway, and you got you got Buster Rhymes being like, "Break your fucking neck." <laughs> one one huge thing that though I about the timing of his death in terms of the progression of hip hop. His rhymes don't sound dated to me, except for maybe the violence no. of the '90s. They are definitely but, timeless. No, they're but timeless. But the beats often sound dated. But it doesn't no, matter. No, there's still like if you still there is a certain genre, like there's still a certain genre of hip hop yeah. that's going on. That's where doing this sort of. That's thing. doing this, so yeah. it's still there. It still exists in this form. Yeah, it's more the influences you hear now of stuff from then, because you do like, yeah, you hear. This is kind of rapping like, over these beats. Some it's of these kind of beats, like the like, opposite oh, of like exactly. today, and, and because generally when you hear today, it's like you hear a good beat, and then you hear like somebody rap over that, and you don't know mm-hmm. how good the rapping is. Maybe it's good rapping. It doesn't. You don't know. But with this, it's like the the rapping's the focus, and the beats kind of just like in the background. Like it's not like in your face. It doesn't steal the show. Yeah, yeah. And none of these beats but are as, like as much as I joked about Tyler the Creator earlier. Him like a song like Me and My Bitch. That sounds like a song Tyler the Creator would do. Yeah. 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 You know, okay, so like this even is the... just like the creepy vibe and everything. Of <laughs> yes, <the song. laughs> yes. But going back to what, going back to what Anise was saying um, before, we were talking about like the West Coast, East Coast, and stuff. I think the one thing that's even more tragic when you compare like the Tupac and Biggie, what's more tragic for Biggie is that Tupac had different outlets. He was constantly writing. Like for some reason, he always thought, I guess, he was going to die. So he was just writing <laughs> and recording in the studio yeah. nonstop. Yeah. So he has like volumes of work. As opposed to Biggie, he's only got like two albums. He's got his features with Junior Mafia and like Michael Jackson and a couple yeah. other things, but nothing that's like on the level of Tupac. And he wasn't an actor either. So he's kind of limited. So it's like you have this, this is like the best window. And then you got stuff that came mm. out after he died, pretty much everything else. So it's like that's what makes it more tragic. It's just like I wish he had more time. Same, yeah, because more time. It's, yeah, because yeah. it's more time. His, his like 
his rhymes were just about his life. So he could, it seems like these songs could just be updated to any day. <laughs> yeah. Like he's rapping about a specific day, but he can just be updated. Oh, instead of, yeah. you know, not running from the police that day, there was, you know, something else happened that day. It I seemed like his, his life, there's always something going on. There's something always he could rap about. Hmm. He's like such a good observer. He's, he's like, like, like you see every once in a while, you see these guys come along and it's just like, this guy can just see everything so clearly. Like Chappelle, I would almost say, is like got the same eye, different venue, right. or different lane, but like he's got the same eye where he can observe things and just break it down. So like black, white, Spanish, whatever you're, you're, you understand what he's saying yeah. instantly. Like he, he cuts through it all and he just says it. And and Biggie's doing the exact same thing. Yeah, you get a window into a culture here that <laughs> I don't think any of us were a part of. Yeah. So. Like Chappelle does that's it with his classic, like going into the ghetto joke in, the, yeah. in a limousine, like after a show, like that's that could happen to anyone. So it's yeah. like so good. Yeah. And you and you and you even hear it in the music that like he's rapping about, like he opens the album with what you said, like it has the intro leading up to his life to that moment, yeah. like the music and everything going on, and then you have things done changed where he's literally rapping almost like, in the first it's almost like he's rapping that like to the older generation that like hey like. Things have changed things and it's all more now, violent. Yeah. But then in the second verse, he's rapping as if the young, like now he's rapping as if things that <laughs> they're getting too hard for him. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like the Everything's flip, fun. and it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then it? you look, and he's like, he was 22. Like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, why is he talking like, like a 45 year old? It's yeah. insane. Did, did his mom actually have breast cancer? Yeah, yeah, she actually did. Yeah, yeah. I looked it up yeah. after. Yeah, because things don't change, and that's that's actually true. She did have breast. Yeah. What are some of your favorite songs on the album? We should get into these songs. Well, I'll start with my. Where was my favorite beat? My favorite beat was... Yeah. Machine Gun oh, Funk? Machine for, Gun for Funk. Me, I know, for me, it has to be the DJ Premier beat. Un unbelievable. Really? Okay, so this the sample... I mean, I like it now, but the sample Unbelievable is so out of key for the, the other stuff. Like, at first, when I was listening, I'm like, are you guys, like, just mashing stuff together randomly here? Like, what's going on? No, it's just, I don't know. It has that classic sound for me. It does, yeah. It doesn't have as, like... That's what makes it classic. It, it has good raps, don't get me wrong, but it's not his best, obviously, on the album. If you, if you go for... I, for me, my favorite is Give Me The Loot when it comes to rap. It's just so aggressive. Yeah. It's so, yeah. so violent. And the whole, like, double character, it's, it yeah. just gives the whole song a story. You're literally listening to it play out. We are talking about what he would be doing today. Do you know what I would like to see Biggie do? Write a script. Hell yeah, man. He's a great storyteller. That's something I would like. For sure. I was thinking that well, earlier He doesn't today. even write his own lyrics. I don't even know if he could write a script. <laughs> you, you just freestyled everything and memorized everything. I know, but like, hopefully with age, he would have learned yeah. to control it better. <laughs> and he would be able to write a movie. That's, or you could just even, tell somebody to write something. That's, I'm well. surprised more rappers haven't taken that lane because, you know, a writer is a writer. You know, a writer's a writer. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, a different I know thing. it's a different avenue, but like, get out. Biggie Smalls is one of those who could have crossed it because you can hear the details of a story. First of all, there's so many lyrics. Well, you see other so rap, much imagery. Well, you see other movies like you had you have Eight Mile written like loosely on on yeah. Eminem, or you have you know they did Get Rich or Die trying loosely based on Fifty Cent's life. Straight out of Compton. Yeah, and they and <laughs> straight out of Compton loosely based. <laughs> and <they'll> be, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I would have liked to see. We got that notorious movie. Did you guys have you guys? Seen I watched it when I, it I first came it. out, and Is Little Kim's really hot in it. But yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't seen it in a long time. Um, I saw it, yeah when it first came out. The movie's got to be like I've seen parts of it. I'm, I'm I'm not a big. I'm more of a documentary guy. I'm not a biopic. I'd guy. rather see a documentary yes. about it. Yeah. I mean, it was good to see it dramatized. Unfortunately, Straight Outta Compton is better. Um, but Notorious isn't bad. Like I would, mm. I would say it's like a 
five out of ten, six out of ten. Like it's worth watching yeah. for if you're like you guys like this album. It's worth interesting to seeing that snapshot. But then of course it gets into like the whole like East Coast West Coast part of yeah, it yeah. and everything like that. That's and almost like, like it should okay, be. I don't know if I want all of it. It's almost like you need two series. You need a series about Biggie and a series about Tupac, and then a mini series where it, where they come together or they just have episodes they like can cross plug in together. You yeah. know, with like Netflix and HBO Max and all this stuff going on, all the streaming that seems like something they could do. Come on, there's come a on pretty... Netflix, <laughs> get on it. Yeah, what are you guys doing? Yeah, there's guys a, doing? Well, there's a pretty Pandemic good podcast right about about the feud. I listened to it a few months ago. I haven't, I didn't finish it though, because um, all the episodes weren't out yet. But it's a slow burn. Um, Slate mm. does slow burn podcast, yeah. and they pretty much dedicate eight episodes, which led up to the feud. So basically, like. Based on what I remember of that feud, it wasn't like clear cut. It was kind of more like the way to think of it is like thinking of like World War II. Like you didn't know you were in World War II until like you had it was a couple years there. until it yeah. passed. So it's like all of a sudden there's like some provocations with somebody saying something on the radio. Like nobody part like part of their crew just like starting to get things. And then there was a lot more action on the West Coast side with Suge Knight and they were, and, and yeah. Tupac. They were trying to get things going. But it was just like nobody. It was it seemed really unorganized and like nobody on an out on the outside as a reader of like source or vibe, that's all your, your only exposure to it. So you never knew the inner workings. Yeah. So it never was clear until like people started dying. Like, yeah, what's going on? Like you knew it. Like, yeah, there's a cover eventually on vibe, like where it said like West coast, East coast, like feud, like calling it out. But that was a huge article at times. Like, Oh my God, this is like right. legit. So it's like, it took years for it to happen and it ended not, maybe it didn't end quickly, but it, took off quickly. Yeah. Like once it was there, it was there. Well, at first probably, I think a lot of people were probably just thought, Oh, it's just what the kids are singing about now. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. I, older people are, <laughs> I don't know, white people probably were less interested. They're just like, yeah. give me more grunge. <laughs> <laughs> did you, uh, Gorn, did you find that beat? You said you were... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah favorite my beat? favorite beat is uh, favorite on beat? Ready to Die. I think it's just smooth. Yeah. It's, got, it's got the big bassy sound to it, and it's just got like a smooth kind of guitar riff with it. I just think it's, it's the smoothest beat on there, so that that's why it sticks out. Everything smoothest else is very beat, samples and or I, like I, crackling. I, it's kind of uh, like listening to that song now. It's kind of interesting because it's the namesake of the album, like "Ready to Die," mm -hmm. and he's rapping about being ready to die, and he's rapping why he's ready to die at any moment because of his life. Yeah, and then he, he dies, dies <laughs> after this. It. So it's, it's like kind of like it almost like it takes on a weird. Listening to Listening it, to after it the now, facts, it's yeah. like he's literally rapping about his life and like he's ready to die at any moment, and then he literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, back to the rawness and the realness of everything. It kind of yeah. when 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 these songs take on a new meaning, the whole new meaning is just tragedy. Now we because <laughs> more we, of a tragedy. We came to the song after he was already dead, but I I'm curious to know what fans who listened to that song before he passed and then after he passed, I, how do you listen to it now? Well, I believe at the time of people just looked at it, it's very morbid, like what he's rapping about. Yeah. Yeah, people, like a lot of people thought like his lyrics, like they had his sex songs and he had his like violent songs. Like they would just label like the yeah, reviewers, the, two the big critics would just there. Yep. Yeah. Would label those tracks like that. Um, I mean, there was a little bit of a, like not a correction or whatever, but like after like Rolling Stone, I think gave it a 4.5. And then like after their like a five year anniversary, after he passed away, they, they bumped it to a five out of five. So there's things like okay. that. Like maybe in the moment it's like, this is really good, but like, is it the greatest album I've ever heard? You don't know that, but like after you have a little hindsight, you can yeah like, everything is oh, sure. this is actually really good. I, I find the albums that hit right away are the ones that, um, like that hit are, are considered like, oh, this is going to be a future classic. Sometimes they lose that luster because of the yeah. initial pop, whereas albums like this was more, more steady of a build and never steady stopped. build. Like yeah. us, like we're saying, because we're, again, we're just like three white Canadian kids. Like <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get into them until we were 
like well and like pretty much in the calls like we knew who he was we knew his, his songs and we liked it but it wasn't until we were older like we knew this like i would say we knew the, the singles yes and yeah. a lot of it was just like that bad boy sound at the time yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it wasn't like yeah give me the loot was never on yes. much music it give would never the, be on much give music. me the loot like when you, you first play that for me i didn't associate it with juicy or or hypnotize or any of the pop the popular yeah. stuff mm-hmm. like i it wasn't even the same thing so when when I, later then i put on some of those pop tracks i'm like oh it also changes oh, the con- these two things going on. Yeah, this just changes the context of everything as well. And now, yeah. the thing that's really cool about this album, just talking about like the the kind of duality of the whole thing, is like we talk about how morbid it is and how much it's like feels like like he's talking about death the whole time. But there's like a humor to this album throughout that's like insane. Like it's like the, the jokes, is, his yeah. lines oh, yeah. are yeah. just like you're, oh, you're cracking crazy. up while he's talking. He's like. He's like, I'll show up. I was Bro, like, the Beretta. <laughs> I was like, at first I'm like, about robbing pregnant women. Yeah. Like, I know. I, at first I was like, I'm gonna like take out some it's of my favorite. I'm like, I'll, I'll try to like write some of my favorite lines. There's so like, many. I'm like, I'm like, this whole fuck. Every freaking every, line is so, just so funny good. and so fucking like tragic and sad. Yeah. Like at yeah. the same time throughout. Yeah, yeah I know. So if, if that's your favorite, if Ready to Die is your favorite, B, what's your favorite lyrically? Your favorite rhymes. Like, overall. Favorite oh, rhymes. <laughs> I still love like give me the loot, man. Give loot's great rhymes. Um, it's just it's the rawness. I mean, I'm I was heavily influenced by well, influenced not that I'm influenced by music per se, but like Eminem's first album I listened to a lot. Huh. So I think of that one a lot with like in terms of like debuts and like yeah. the humor, the skits, um, the rapping, the talent, like how brutal it was, but how funny it was at the same time. Yeah. Like he had the same mix, he didn't present it the same way, but the talent was there. I mean, he's not a, I, I would say big, he's more talented, but. Eminem, you know talent is like, like one in one, one A and one B. Yeah, yeah. They both bring it, and especially on their debut albums. And then, I mean, you got gravies behind every single like first two or three albums by Eminem. Those yeah. are all like. What, are, what were some other? How about you, Ryan? What are your favorite songs? What oh, are oh, other stand just standout tracks? Standout tracks. Well, Machine Gun Funk Man, the 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 beat for that is. Yeah. I think that is the smoothest That's beat. I love. Beat? I love how I think the smoothest it kind of has. <laughs> Like a whiz, like like a Wiz Khalifa feel, like where it's all yeah. chill, but at the same time he's still. But the raps are still chill. so violent. It's just like, <laughs> oh my god, which is it's almost scarier than like because things unchange and give me the loot are yeah. more aggressive. Yeah. Where this is so relaxed and chill, and he's it's still the rapping about the same yeah. thing, and it's just sort of for sure. Wow, you know what? Also uh, underrated, I think. Well, I shouldn't jump into that, but m- m- one of my favorites is a uh, friend of mine. I think that's got a sweet beat, sweet rhymes. Oh yeah, I love one that breakbeat. One of the one of the sex songs, I guess. But uh... oh, going back going back to Machine Gun Funk. I mean, this is like I don't even know if I can say this line today. But like that whole like Ike beat Tina thing. He's oh, like, beating on motherfuckers like Ike T- beat he Tina. He throws that in. It's the, like the last. What? And he's like, what's love? God, it's like, oh my god! When you rip through your whole crew. Yeah, man. I should not enjoy this, but like I'm rolling around laughing. I, I wonder you that. couldn't get away with that today. Probably you probably not. couldn't. And no. I'm not laughing at abuse. I'm laughing at the way he's using. He did it. Yeah. yeah. Like, or the fact that he's. It's like a comedian where you know what he's saying is wrong, but yeah. the fact that he's saying it and like how he's the context and everything is what's making it funny. He's talking about beating yeah. up drug dealers on the street, but he's yeah. going to do it like <laughs> like yeah. classic scenes from like Lawrence Fishburne because that movie came out two years before this album came oh, out yeah, too, right? Yeah. So that would be in the consciousness. Yeah. Um, uh, what else know, is a good guys... track? Uh, Man. Yeah, this album doesn't really have any skits, which Me I know Bad Boy does a lot of later on. Like well, a lot on the of them were just, a lot of them were tacked on to the end of songs, which I was saying that's to Ryan, too. that's good. Where on the next album they're at the beginnings of songs, and or they're their own tracks. It's yeah. really annoying. 
Yeah, <laughs> skip them. Because especially the like embrace nowadays it. that we live in a culture where you want to put something on a playlist, it's always the worst when you put a song in the playlist and there's like a minute and a half of, of a blowjob, of a skip, of a blowjob <laughs> or a sex scene or something. It's like, oh my god. Yeah, it's kind of hard to listen to, to this song. blasting out the windows. So like, it's like, like guys, oh, you digging the song lyrically? And also like. <laughs> like, oh my god sorry guys sorry mom <laughs> oh one song that we haven't mentioned that we really should uh warning is an amazing song oh, yeah. that was the third single it's from got album. great storyline there i think that's the that's like the pinnacle of his like storytelling yeah, is that, is yeah, song. yeah. it's so quotable who the fuck it is seems this like me at 5 46 metaphors on display yeah it seems like a like a part, well, maybe the beginning of a movie. Not, it's not long enough to be a whole feature film there. Yeah. But. Well, that's the thing. He's like literally just describing such a small thing. But he used a lot of words. Where he's getting a call <laughs> for a warning. Yeah. <laughs> and there's the whole thing about someone telling him like what's going down and yeah the whole and thing. it's like no way it he ends. doesn't like, like there's no yeah. like, what's that dot on your chest you got a red dot you got on your head too. Too. <laughs> oh it's like, shit Puff daddy <laughs> Did they even have laser pointers in 93? Or... Okay, so now that we have like all this hindsight, we know who P. Diddy or Puff Daddy is, Sean, Sean Puffy Combs. Uh, <laughs> do you think, take, knowing take. who he is, yeah. with take. hindsight now, do you think he takes away? Like, he's pretty much just like, okay. He doesn't, he's not as bad as the second album in yeah. terms of his, his presence, but you do hear him a lot. Do you think it's too much or do you think it's, it doesn't matter? It's not enough? There's that one spot, I forget what's track on. It's like at the, the end intro? of the song, it, I, and he's just like talking. He's like talking about his crew. P. Diddy's crew. I don't know. He's just like mumbling. It's not not adding anything to the song. He's just there. It's like, all right, there's Puff Daddy. <laughs> but I was thinking about that today. I'm like, this song is no better because you're mumbling over it. So like, uh, I don't know. I know it's, I don't always, know it's always a weird thing because even now when it, when an artist releases a song with DJ Khaled, you're sort of like, ah, because it's some, like it's a good song, but it's just like another one. <laughs> DJ Khaled. Like, and it's the same thing with Puffy. Like Puffy would be like, take that. Take that. Yeah, yeah. Take puffy. What, yeah. What time it is and big or something. It's like what like just so why are you adding that? <laughs> but I know, like some people like that, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Who are these people? I don't know. I don't think anybody I think people just talk like Puff Daddy likes it. Like He's like, it's my fucking beat. I'll do what I, I want. Like Puff Daddy. Yes, it's not that. that I don't it's not that I dislike Puff Daddy. I like Puff Daddy. Yeah. He did a lot for music. He's Bobby did missing a lot for Biggie. You know, I love a big part of his him Biggie. You know, I have. I true. love that one story my buddy you told me. You can't tell the Biggie story without Puff Daddy. Godzilla track. Can't tell the Puffy good. story without Biggie. <laughs> I have a good. I have a good one to one. I have, a, I have a good Puffy story. My buddy, you might know the story, Nice, but I have a, a friend. He was in New York City, and yeah. he was walking outside the Bad Boys headquarters. And Puffy walked down. He's like, "Yo, what? Puffy, can I get your autograph? Or can I get? Can I get a picture?" And then Puffy just points up, uh, and along the building, there's this gigantic, <laughs> like, 200 foot poster <laughs> of him or billboard of him. <laughs> Right there. <laughs> just points up right and there. walked away. That's all the resolution. <laughs> I'm like, that's pip. Good. Yeah. yeah. That's what I do. That's I mean, that's I everything I would expect from yeah. me going up on to Puff Daddy on the stream. I like, would Yo. do the same thing. <laughs> if I was PDD. If someone asked for a picture of me, I just point to a picture of Puff Daddy. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> yeah. Standout um, tracks. Any other standout tracks? Yeah. Oh, one more chance is pretty good. It's pretty good. We didn't talk about that. The remix is the uh, more. See, I don't. I don't. It's not really a remix. Like we were saying this before. <laughs> like, but, uh, what did another, you another remix? Question, another question is: Should uh, Biggie Smalls be canceled for uh, what he's rapping about in this? Song? I know. Yeah, it's like I, I was thinking about that too. Women? Like me just talking about what I did about about Tina Turner. I'm like, I know. Like, 
You can't. Uh, can, is he is he aging poorly, or is it like is he a different time? Like, I mean, his whole thing is being like fuck everyone, right? Like in terms of his rap, he's yeah. like, I'm giving you a snapshot into my window of my life at my time. You're gonna give a guy that's been dead for like 25 years, like a hard time or 24 I years. I think he would get a pass because it's the same way comedians often get a pass oh, because yeah. they're, 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 they're supposed to be on the fringe. Like you get it. You're going to, you're listening yeah. to stand up. A lot comedy. of music it's... is very creepy. Even like, yeah, I'll be watching you by the police. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring that up again. Yeah. True. Yeah. I'll be missing you. A, or I'll be missing a nicer you. song now. Yeah. He made song. it better. Yeah, he did. So maybe, maybe but, uh, I was thinking for one more chance. Uh, that's the most uh, Kanye Westy. <laughs> I was thinking I could picture Kanye West making a song like this, yeah. which I would comp- think comparing it to Workout Plan, uh, uh. not the beat or anything, but yeah, just like just the way the, he's the attitude too, the, the phone calls and the <laughs> the rapping. I actually had a note yeah. at the end of that song. It very end where it kind of just tapers out into like a little beat or something. Like it's like a like a quiet little synth or I don't know what it is on the, on the end but it, it Which, sounds very much like late registration yeah and workout plan literally huh. does that at the end the beat changes and it goes a little workout plan oh yeah oh, but right. I was thinking, this one's more just like um, <laughs> I know but... kind of reminds me of like roses from like okay, like late okay. registration huh. well definitely cool. influence cool. there definitely and then yeah there's another song um, that I thought was very Kanye like uh, from like Watch the Throne mm. oh no sorry oh that was the Get Him High yeah, so you guys can move on. <laughs> Do you know what song I was uh like looking back, I don't know, looking back now, just an unbiased, like this is a classic album and this is two classic artists working together. The song with Method Man is a little bit of a letdown. I don't mind. It I sounds like think, classic Method Man. But the thing is I I would think a song with like two of like my I consider like my rappers I really like. Yeah. I'm not like as well versed in Method Man, but I'm a big I love I love the Wu Tang. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I was hoping like I feel like if they made a song now it would be more exciting because you think a song from yeah. them would just be like more more flamboyant mm. but it's more just sort of lyrical which is fine but it's not even their best lyrical work yeah I don't know maybe they're too afraid to step on each other I don't know I don't know Doesn't maybe it's like, like a, features, a rapper it's thing. very New York I mean there were different boroughs too right like he's, yeah. he's Brooklyn mm. and, and that they, explains what, it what were they <laughs> they're um but they're not Long Island there's Staten Island. Staten Island. Staten yeah. Island. Yeah. But, yeah. So, I mean, maybe the, the crazy thing is. From the is streets like, of Shaolin. <laughs> Sorry. The, but, like, Method, Man, Method Man's probably just on there to help, like, give this album a boost. Right? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Because they had 36 Chambers come out a few months before, yeah. which was a huge album. Yeah. Well, in the hip hop world, I don't know how big 36 Chamber was. Initially. I remember hearing that one in the, in the 90s, though. Like, well, I, remember I remember them being huge, chambers. too. Yeah. We'll have to do that one day. Which track is he on? It respect? He's on the No, it's what. not respect. The what? Right. I'd also like to I'm, hear I, uh, big, Biggie work with... Would have been cool to... I don't know. Do, do they have a song with Wu-Tang? I'm trying to think. It'd be cool to hear him with like other Wu-Tang members. Apparently, they had beef. Um, I remember reading mm. back in the day that like Raekwon and... Um, well, especially Raekwon didn't like any of them because apparently he didn't like anyone, but Method Man somehow was able to get a pass or they were mm. cool. Like There was some history yeah. there. But yeah, they the rest of no, them. No, it'd been really cool like to him. hear like a song with, because he's just like lyrically on par. Like all those Bhutan guys are lyrically so talented as well. Yeah. It would be cool to hear all that skill. And the other thing is, instead too, like, you got Wu Tang with logic. 
on, on later <laughs> albums, like Biggie changed his sound too. Like he's got songs, um, was it like Notorious Thug on the second album where he's like with both thugs and harmony and he changes like his, mm. his yeah. style a little bit, like he'll speed up or he d- delivers it a little bit differently. So like he's willing to adapt. Yeah, just it's always crazy. Like such a loss. <laughs> I know. It's just, yeah, we don't just, know. You just stop and you think about that. You're like, because yeah, you think of like the, the little features that he had with Puff Daddy and or like the Craig Mack or and stuff, you just would imagine now he probably even in his later years maybe just throw one out every once in a while, kind of like what Jay Z does. He'll just like pop on an album. It, that'd be really cool to see him work with, see which artist he'd pick, see yeah. who would be working with, what he'd be doing. Just or maybe he'd be retired. Like who knows? He probably couldn't keep rapping exactly the same way. Oh, so no. it, would, it would have he would to hope change. He wouldn't be rapping about this stuff. <laughs> well, still. not about the same stuff, probably. Well, it seems like he that's the thing. He's rapping about sure. his, he was, yeah. like he's rapping about his life. So I'd assume he's if life's he was, got to change. Yeah, yeah, he'd have to do things unchanged yeah. part two, rapping yeah. about taking his kids to school and yeah. making lunch for sure. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> he just would have brought the Cash Money era in like two years earlier. He just he survived. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's the only way to make it. Just got to start rapping about lunch. So I looked up some some of his stats here. Um, he's, he, I was like, I wonder how tall he was. Like, he's big, right? How big is he? He's he's six three, and okay. he, uh, I get, had a range of his weight between three hundred and three hundred and eighty pounds. Oh, so, that's pretty heavy. Well, he was pretty like a guy, pretty big guy. Like I always think of in the. Mo Money Mo Problems video, music video when they show him in that interview like laying He's on like that couch. It's like, yeah. like, oh my god. Fried Do you chicken. Have a cap hat on? V8. <laughs> or even like him. Or, or even, pickle juice. Or even him trying, pickle juice. Or even him running to the car in the uh, hypnotized video. It's like. Okay, so, yeah. so at the end it gave me loot where he's like, lace up your boots because I'm about to shoot. Okay, so is he telling his partner to run because he can't and he's going to shoot? That... He's just saying, be ready, because I'm going to just start shooting at the cops. He's like, oh, shit, the cops. He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to roll up all I want is fucking donuts. But I, I ain't win... <laughs> it's funny how this comes back to me. I ain't win no fucking chase, right? Yeah. But yeah. he's probably just lacing up, because you got to get ready to run. You're not going to shoot all the police and walk away. Oh, man, you got to do it, man. I think At least for the song, you got to do it. I think he's telling his partner to run, because he can't. <laughs> I mean, he's going to stay in... I don't know. Who knows? He's going to... Oh, he's, 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 gonna he's, holding, he's holding his was. ground. I think he was. He ain't going to win no fucking chase, man. <laughs> Not at 350 or whatever. Who else? Or or is it? Is he just telling the story? Because at the beginning of it, he's like, my man M dropped his tech at... He's got to do a one to three. So is he telling that story? Like... I'm not entirely clear because it sounds like he got guns from a buddy who's in jail. Because it sounds like his buddy's going, it's like, shit, like my buddy just gave me his gun, so I got to like go out and do this like one guy short, my crew. Someone should make a a movie of this song. Just this song. I always thought of that. There's a couple songs out there. It's always like, it'd be cool to see a movie made about this song. Yeah, there's enough imagery that you could definitely pull it off. Maybe a short. Yeah. Inspired by <laughs> the lyrics of. <laughs> Inspired. The other thing is, like, how come nobody really talks about this song? Like, you know, you always hear, know. like, you're always like, Amazing. oh, there's, this one's a gem. I like this song. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that one's the one that, like, on a rock album, you're like, yeah, that one's this song. Everybody has, like, In like, Dreams by Weezer. Like, yeah. everybody has, like, that one this song, right? Single. But, like, Give Me Loot's, like, so fucking single worthy. It's just hard. And it, you, you can't, can't single it. Sing- it can't yeah. be a single, but it's so single worthy that yeah. it's like, how come we're not talking about it? Like, you know why, man? It's too taboo. It's too think, harsh. Or maybe that's maybe I it think is. it's a lot of fan favorites. I, I like yeah. you. It helps you see everyone. It but at the same time, it's not a song you can put on like at any time. Yeah, that's why you that's need juicy like for the radio. Mood. I mean, we're on here like because a... of that song. Yeah, I guess so. That's right. It is, it is the song that drew us in. 
Maybe it did its part. <laughs> yeah. It need to be a single. Yeah. Besides, it's got a great video. <laughs> I looked, that video doesn't exist anymore. Uh, what? It's no, been taken down by, no. you got some lyric ones, and then you got the cover uh, of the album. Guess nobody's going to know what we're talking about. And him as... What do you guys think of uh, Just Playing? Where he talks about banging all the R&B chicks. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Oh, the bonus just tracks? Dro just dropping names. <laughs> so, well, there's controversy even then, because I think one of the names he drops is like a like a child star. <laughs> oh, like, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> I did not know that. But, uh, Nick, he... Nicki Minaj recently did the same. She used yeah, the yeah. same beat, and did, but with rappers. She sang all the rappers. <laughs> she, I don't know. Well, I mean, all the guys that, that now. All, she, all, she got into, all the guys she got into entanglements with. Right. It caused like the same, <laughs> not the same controversy, but like... It was kind of like everybody was like, "Oh my god!" Like, there was probably was there much controversy at all for this? So oh, they're probably the, just the genre in general. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just the whole thing. Well, thing when Rob was coming into prominence, that's when they, people started they started putting like parental advisories and all that crap. Yeah, I guess metal as well. Metal and hip hop feared white America. Thing. Oh no, our kids are listening to music the that their parents music. don't like it's like yeah. they're listening to the devil and black people we got to protect them yeah <laughs> or people that are killing themselves <laughs> yeah oh man um so i don't do you guys have any kind of final thoughts before we get into uh the question or did you have any any more song notes there ryan um i'm trying is there anything that we haven't i was gonna about? say like i brought up like other than I know there's bands that are I'm not bands but like groups or hip hop artists that are not mainstream like you got the Griselda guys who are still kind of doing this boom bap very violent raps blah yeah. blah blah you still have a lot of that whole subgenre but in the mainstream where do you hear this influence or just even bad boy in general who would you say like I was saying like Tyler kind of has songs where earlier on where they're kind of yeah, violent and uh, like Eminem Eminem but he's kind of He's not really mainstream right now. Yeah, but yeah. but Eminem. Okay, so it seems like a lot of the mainstream rap right now has kind of lost the tension and release that Biggie could do, the rhythm, that the playfulness. It seems to be a lot less playful. You know what I mean? So, or when there's playful moments, but they just kind of are short little moments. They're they're not. It's not like constant creativity. Yeah. Well, well, we, we did have artists like at a time like shine and the game and 50 cent who are kind of influenced but yeah kanye west kind of ended that yeah i guess that transition i guess that I, I wasn't mm. i didn't really listen to too much of his stuff but i guess pop smoke because i guess he was like a 50 cent yeah fan or whatever i guess he was sort of continuing on the next yeah, generation <laughs> than for the youngsters of today because yeah. i know he was very liked there he was, his album was going to be big and then he died i wonder if biggie would have gone the way of like like the game because when the game first came in he was like like i remember he had like that documentary and like all sorts of stuff right and like he was very much part of like like compton and like that scene but now it seems like when he's on a track it's like he's not he doesn't have that same well but the, the game never stopped releasing albums and there are a lot of them are very well liked like they're very well like reviewed his fans mm -hmm. like he has his fans i still follow the game i've continued listening to him he hasn't really released a bad album in my opinion like obviously they're not as good as his early stuff but you could say that about any artist well it's i'm wondering if that's the way it would go with happens with, with biggie like, well you'd I hope mean, if... not because you have artists like i know we keep bringing up like jay-z who he's was... got some misses i would say he has misses but overall he's still around he releases an album it matters yeah. he releases a song it matters he does anything he eats it whatever he touches matters yeah <laughs> his wife matters his kids matter yeah everything matters mm -hmm. but um 
Yeah, so I'd, I would hope he would have gone that direction. It would have sucked if he would have just disappeared and or he just did. started making... <laughs> well, he was murdered, yeah. but it would have sucked if, if, if he would have just continued making and made bad albums. You could say the same thing for anyone, like Kurt Cobain. It would have sucked yeah. if Nirvana made... We're around today, but we're making just shitty generic music. Yeah, who knows? Like, but who knows? That's who that's knows? the, that's the so tragedy. He's become like immortalized. Like, is that as much as you can be? With well, you can only be only judged. A couple albums. You can only be judged by what was done in your life, and his life was cut short, and what was done was amazing. So yeah, yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, going back to your question of of what sounds like that now, I don't. know. I think it's tough. I think it's a uh, rap. Basically, what's in what's kind of what you hear on the radio or what's in the consciousness is more like like yeah it's like Kendrick now Drake it's, it's or the more southern like the more mainstream stuff is like the more southern stuff I guess like the trap stuff's more going on you have like Meg Thee Stallion mm-hmm. and Cardi and, B and Migos and, and there, just, there doesn't seem to be like this attitude like of uh, who could be the most virtuosic rapper well, that, make, that attitude seems a, to be gone I'll make a weird comparison I didn't even really think of this until now which this is kind of the wrong way of doing it and is kind of you don't know where the story is going at this point because it's just feeling sad but um it seemed like takashi 69 was trying to create this artificially like i'm from the streets but it, the streets came after the fact and we see what happened to him he went to jail he had to snitch on a bunch of people and mm. some people respect him some people don't respect him some people never respected him whatever he's but he has fans mm. millions of people and he's rap um, he's trying to be legit to what he's doing i don't know it was but he's very i don't know he's a very weird very weird complicated complicated (laughs) yeah although okay so at the same time you can argue this why was biggie still involved in street stuff when there's or like so life he knew i don't know i know it it really captures uh a moment in time like it captures the early 90s kind of late 80s that sort of crime wave so like i Prime or crack pandemic and all yeah that. yeah so um but you couldn't really, be making the same i really want to make clear i wasn't comparing biggie to takashi 69 or takashi 69 to biggie i'm just saying how he's artificially trying to create street cred <laughs> artificially trying to create street cred and by doing it he ended up in jail yeah like but it i mean maybe the bigger the bigger point or bigger question is is does having street cred mean anything in rap music nowadays yeah like is it is it to still on people, a pedestal in, in a way where it's to like some people like you i don't know you hear about rappers who are obviously millionaires now living in mansions rapping about selling cocaine or selling drugs or whatever and you're like are they really still doing this yeah because if they are that's sad yeah it's very sad if they're still doing it for sure you assume they're not but it gave... i don't know i guess you can throw we used to at the beginning of the song and you're good i guess yeah <laughs> this th- this gave Obviously, if this was all an act, it wouldn't have had the same legitimacy, right? Ready to die wouldn't feel the same. Well, just how casual he raps about everything. Yeah. Part of the humor is how casual he is about everything. He's comparing beating someone up to a movie he watched, which was based on a real person, which is like pretty fucked up. It really feels like you get the sense of a community, like how people interact in this whole community. Like people, there's beefs. There's people sleeping around. <laughs> there's like all this like well, yeah, conflict, painted, the but there's good album, times. The Things whole change. album paints a picture of his life. That's the yeah. whole idea. He did a great job. And then at the end, he makes a confessional. It's pretty mm-hmm. much a confessional. Say, well, like for suicidal thoughts. Yeah. He, he has the con- it's a confessional, pretty much saying like I'm going to hell, and yeah. these are the reasons why. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Which is everything Damn he was just rapping about. And when, when you're like, if you look at it in a, 
I'm not religious or Christian or anything in any sense, but in a biblical sense, what he's rapping about, yeah, you're going to go to hell. The stuff you're doing. It's pretty bad. Yeah, so he wants his kid to believe in God and he's doing, has to do this to make money, to make a, to live. Because you hear he's like, he says it in his music, you're either going to be good at sports or yeah, yeah. Be, a Sling rock or have a good jump, or be a good drug dealer. And... <laughs> yeah, it's survival of the fittest on the street. Chappelle made the joke too. You better, he's like, gave a speech at some inner city school he was talking about. And then at the end, the kid was like, Dave, what should I do to get out of, you know, to be successful and, you know, get out of the, yeah. this neighborhood and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, kid, you got to learn to rap or play basketball. You're trapped. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's funny, but the, the humor in it is the reality of yeah, it. Yeah, that's the sad side which of it. Yeah. But he was right. And like, you can't judge him and be like, oh, he's a thug and he's going to go to hell because of this, because this is the, old, the only life he lived. Yeah, he grew up. Which was created for was him. He was born into it, right? He was born into it. And he it, doesn't know any better. Born yeah. in the, his father into it on the album. he was two. Yeah, and like he doesn't know his dad. Ra- There's like a huge fight in the first ra- track. Like yeah. he's rapping, like I'm ready to die. Like I'm because yeah. when you're living in that neighborhood, you know, like you're gonna live in your house and you're broke and you can't afford anything, or you know, you want to buy that yeah. Nintendo and Sega Genesis, so you're gonna sell drugs. So you're what, gonna rob people. So what you're saying? You're gonna get at the ski mask. The way. white, the white translation of this whole album is just like Carpe Diem. <laughs> or the Latin translation, I should say. But you know what I mean? Like, like he's not going to be able to get a job because he's from mm-hmm. from because of where he's from and how he looks and what he is. Yeah. And then, how else is he going to make money? Is is who know? Like, I don't. You know what though? What's really awesome at the beginning of the album is when he is being born. There's still that everybody can relate to that energy, like encouraging the mom to give birth and all that sort of thing. That could have been anybody. That didn't have to. That's just not just on the street. So it's almost like he's born. He starts as a blank slate. Yeah. But it then, as life progresses and and the world he's living in uh, has its influence, then he's ready to die. Yeah. Well, should we get to the question? <laughs> I think we've question. been answering it this whole time. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Is there any reason why we wouldn't think it's essential? Uh, is I that think the better this is, question? It seems pretty clear. I have no reason to think like there's nothing. There's no fat on this album. Uh, sorry, to, maybe I shouldn't use that. But um, <laughs> but it's 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 a big album. It's mm-hmm. epic, and it's only featuring Method Man and well, Diana King. I'm gonna throw that in there. Oh yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah. And it's it's Back. got it's so it's so big. It's so strong, and it's it it's so good that there's nothing to cut. There's nothing to change. There's it's perfect yeah know. No, and yeah, i think perfect just album. all the reasons i said like culturally like what he's you know what he's what ryan was saying blank slate this is my life this is a lot of people's lives and especially everything going on down in the states right now it's like it's still going on so yeah. this is still people's lives we're still losing pop smoke you know we're still losing mm-hmm. uh uh meek oh not fucking meek what's his name? i'm blanking but whatever you're still losing nipsey hustle we're right. like we're losing people left and right like they're still happening and yeah. it's still happening to these that culture even, is still there yeah like for even these people who are like have success like imagine that happened to a pop like a, a pop star like imagine justin timberlake was shot on the street <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it, it's it's still relevant because a lot of the same issues that led to biggie's life still exist well if we're going to compare it to what's going on right now it's like it shows like how systemic the racism is if like we we can still take an album that's like twenty five years old and be like, hey, it's just yeah. as relevant today as it was yeah. twenty five years How come ago. These problems were solved. Yeah, 
like maybe I don't, I don't know if the like the war on drugs has changed down there you always hear about that mm-hmm. they're trying to change it or the crack pandemic if that's still like i mean i'm, I'm sure it is in, in some neighborhoods but it i don't know if it's at the rate as it was here in the early 90s but at the same time it's like what do you you're trapped right like I yeah mean, which yeah. is it's also like interesting that juicy which is one of the bigger songs off of this album it's a song kind of with it's all about it's like filled with hope yeah like yeah, he's yeah. just rapping about how it used to be and like where they're at now and in the, blah, even blah, in the video you see like it seems like a, like what gordon was saying is like a change at this at that point for sure there's for this, there's one scene in the video where um it's like all these guys are just running down the street it's like and people in the hood are like looking at them where are they going oh they're going to biggie's house for a party because everything's good now yeah <laughs> it's like yeah super positive it's like that good day ice cube song where it's yeah. just like so over the top like like just fucked around and got a triple double <laughs> it's like who's getting a triple double on the court like on the street <laughs> well, from a from a like a musical perspective i think what makes this really important is just um is incredible the rhymes are incredibly musical like there's there's very complicated phrases and stuff it's almost like a constant drum solo like I think I'm probably gonna do a drum solo rap thing for this thing <laughs> like it's sweet so what what song has like What's when you were like, I want to cover this with drums? What's the first song that comes to mind? I'm probably gonna do "Give Me the Loot" because it's got so much rapping and there's so many like little rhythmic things that I could uh, I could probably like catch with the drums. So that one. Plus, it wasn't a signals signal. It wasn't a single. <laughs> so it, a little more credibility. <laughs> it needs it needs its chance to shine. So my video will make it shine. <laughs> if the notorious B.I.G. was alive today. What hip hop albums would you play for him that came out after his death? Well, that's weird. I don't know the guy, so I don't know how he'd react. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, for... I don't know. Uh... Would you? I play? don't know. Like, it, well, how many albums? Like your your first five? Just give like two or three, whatever. Two and rap or like anything? like do you think that have been important in rap? This is how it's changed. Albums we may cover in the future. <laughs> I would do well. I would probably do two thousand one with Dre because that one was was a big one. And then you got to throw a Kanye in there. I don't know which one. Um, I mean, as terms what in terms of yeah, influence, would, would you in. go to 808s and Heartbreak? I'd probably throw my Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yeah, me too. That one's, yeah, or, or late registration. Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is pretty solid. Um, but like 808s is like the one that seems to be what music is now, like in hip hop. Yeah, but I think my Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, like that generally has like influence. You see people like Travis Scott, who I'm not saying is exactly the same, but they're doing something similar i'd yeah. say yeah. To an extent. and then i'd probably and then i'd throw in like something from kendrick like, just be like this is where where it's going it's not all like soundcloud djs and cool beats <laughs> you would some, know what that means there's, there's pulitzer <laughs> prize winners in the mix <laughs> yeah what what would you want to show him like you I, it's really you couldn't show him any rapper who would be that impressive I would, so, I would try to show him like the beats I, maybe i was with gordon like i'd show him like a kanye west like my beautiful dark Twisted mm-hmm. fantasy maybe mm-hmm. a like a jay-z album yeah like yeah. A i say dre too. just because i'm like this is kind of what happened after album. everything blew over yeah this is like this yeah, was dre, so popular for dre's about a good three one years too. there's actually just a couple i i don't know i can't really it's hard to narrow down I'm trying to give i mean yes give give the variety i'm just thinking more mainstream but like i'd also want to play him probably like 50 cent i'd, like, I'd, I'd want to play him like mm-hmm. i know i've mentioned him a couple times but like off. but the griselda guys is just show him that like this kind of hip-hop still exists too now like the stuff you were doing it's still here mm-hmm like the more New York, yeah. more street rapping about now, the in, hustle. Now, in, in 93, I take it there wasn't 
very many like straight up pop songs with your you know typical rap bridge that happens a lot on the radio today i don't know but i i i get the sense that that wasn't as popular back then so that kind of started in the 90s i guess the later 90s where it would be like a pop song with a hip-hop artist that's as much as people the general public can take just a little bit well no there was still like popular hip-hop songs you know what i'd show them i'd show them the remix of uh Thomas the Train and Biggie Smalls. You guys have heard that? <laughs> no. I'll check it what? out. What? You guys haven't I'll heard check that? It out. <laughs> no. Mom, motherfuckers, come on. I don't even know if, if all of a sudden you have Biggie just walked in. He's like, I haven't been dead. I've been here. I've just lived down the street. Keep a quiet life. What I was you in guys the closet Play the whole something time. for me. Or like a 25-year-old no, I'm just trying to think like what other albums are. Like, that question is more like what other albums are kind of sort of in the same status. Because nowadays, hip-hop has like a different, more pop culture because this was more of like a pop culture boom for like the genre, and it was a big part of that at the time, and and just bad boy in general. But nowadays, it's just here. Yeah, it would yeah. probably be interesting to know that your music that was like kind of underground is now like the biggest music. Yeah, you almost so. want to play them something that's something that's almost a bad version of it to be like, hey, now like it's so mainstream that like these people are. T- yeah, <laughs> like it's just everywhere like a jingle on the radio a theme song to a show pretty like much it's literally they everywhere use raps now. to teach kids in elementary yeah. school so they remember stuff yep. what's that eminem song from the eight mile soundtrack that's like super big you won the oscar for it i'd play that for him lose, like, lose yourself lose yourself i'm like you gotta hear lose yourself this is like the white version of like yeah <laughs> the rap hip-hop i play him intergalactic 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 he was he alive when that came out? No, that no. came yeah, out we, in we, I guess we didn't even say we all, yeah, we all said it's essential. Yeah, it's essential, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. I just assumed. Three out of three for this guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like, would this be in your top five favorite albums of all time? Ooh, I haven't oh, per- really now thought we're talking about more that. Per- now we're talking more personal. Personal, yeah, your personal It's definitely preference. up there. I don't know how long the list is, though, Was but it in your... it's if, one of those. Okay, if I, if I just say top five, no? Top uh, ten, would it be in your top ten? Definitely top ten. Top ten. Definitely top ten. How about you, Nice? Top five? Uh, There's a lot of albums alike, so like, so it's hard to put five. Top ten, top twenty. I don't know for top me. thirty. Definitely in the top. Trying to get know the range. I don't know what it'd be in. Like I, I haven't really sat down since I was a kid and ranked my albums. But uh, <laughs> but just off the top. But head. I'm just trying to think because for me, hip hop was more. This was kind of the old school stuff I got into when I got into hip hop. Yeah. I, like getting into it, like I said, was more later in my life. I was more into dance and rock music when I was younger and just general pop music. But uh, I did like hip-hop when I was younger, I guess. But it was more like Tony Tone Tone and stuff like that. Or Tony 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 and stuff like that. But whatever. Um, I did too. Amish for, Paradise. For me, when it comes Fine. to hip-hop, I'm a, I'm a Kanye guy. I think, it's come, I think I've mentioned, him, eno- yeah. mentioned yeah. him enough in this. <laughs> Mr. But, uh, what do you guys think? Like, like, even on the Rolling Stone 500 greatest albums ever made, I think this is like 124. Like I know they're more oh, rock I, focused. I, I, I would have it higher than that. I don't know. I'd probably have it in my top twenty, maybe 30, 20, 30, top 30 in that top Yeah, because yeah, I'm more of a. I listen to lots of types of music. Yeah. It, no, I'd say it'd be in my top twenty, thirty at least, like twenty five, maybe. I don't know. I'd have to yeah. you make think, a rank. Well, the way I think of it, because I don't know what that ranking is personally, but I would say it's probably in my top twenty. Because in terms of like how easy it is to listen to this album, how often I listen to yeah. it. Uh, what kind of mood do I have to be in a mood to listen to, or can I just throw it on? That that yeah. all plays a factor when I'm coming up with that list. If I were to make that list, yeah, because so, for me, Biggie is I'd like put in my top. 30, for me, when it comes 20, to listening yeah. to Biggie, it's it's pretty much this album and then songs. Because it's not, I didn't really get into Life After Death as much. 
I didn't really get into Born Again. And that I'll do stuff. the Bad Boys Greatest Hits for everything. Yeah, so like it's there's like the songs he did with Puff Daddy. There's other songs here not and there. Not to write off Life After Death. No, like, not to write it off. Good, good album. It's just, it's just for me when it comes to Biggie. Like now, there's so much music you have to be you can't listen to everything all the time. But this album, I'd throw on this album. Whereas mm. anything yeah. beyond this, it's more just songs here and there. This is probably the second most concepty album maybe i don't know even on part maybe that we've done so far like sam's town and then maybe this like they're both pretty yeah they have, it's like yeah it's one overall so, arc yeah so you could put it on and you just can I follow the story i think just, that's part of it yeah you get you get wrapped up think, in it or just listen to the songs you like yeah because the, the yeah. storytelling like and it's so quotable and everything even if i don't know all the lyrics to a song i'll just throw in the You'll little parts i know <laughs> like the little the second verse your favorite little the chorus bits. the and it's you know most songs it's like usually the first verse but some of his songs it's like the second verse yeah, or the man. third verse or the it's all spread out. it's all spread out because it's just you know, it's just coming off the top or whatever yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, it's so hooky too. Like you, you'll be listening to it and you're like, oh, I, I know the hook on this. Or I can kind yeah. of finish. I'll be the hype guy for this song. Like, I can, yeah, I can. Even though you haven't heard that song in a couple of years, you don't listen to it every day. Yeah, or frequently. But yeah, I guess uh, any final thoughts before we uh, wrap it up? I just wanted to mention one of my favorite lines is, uh, what is the exact wording? But he's like, "Step into your wake with your blood on my shirt." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know that's, when I was younger and I heard great. that line. I'm like, it's a great line. Yeah, that's pretty gangster. Just walk, so gangster. walk right in there. Yeah, I know this guy. It's up there with <laughs> Shine's money and brown paper bags. That's gangster. <laughs> oh, man. What are your favorite lines on Ready to Die? Post it on the comments below. <laughs> Hashtag yeah. Ready to Die contest. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll have faded away by now. Yeah. I'm going to keep that in every single time. Yeah. So what uh what have you guys been listening to recently? Are we just stopping this? Are we can... Oh, uh, I don't know. That's okay. Thanks for listening to the Essential Albums podcast. That one was recorded in August. Next week we dive into Rage Against the Machine with Evil Empire. Watch out for new episodes. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. And give us a follow on Instagram at the Essential Albums Podcast. Original music by Ryan Dugal and artwork by Vincent Tran.